So, if you haven't heard of Anchor, it's actually the easiest way to make a podcast and it's free. That's the best part. The nice thing is it also distributes a podcast to various other podcast sites like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and pretty much everywhere else. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. You can download the free app or you can go to anchor.fm. Enjoy and now let's get back to the coffee and sock sessions with me Pranil. so well in yourself man i'm good thanks dude. Oh, my dude what a pleasure hey what a treat it's so so nice to see your virtual face right now i know right it's all we see these days yeah. the virtual faces right okay and it's uh, actually just before the big announcement or the big address again tonight so yeah you know, i'm, I'm a little a little concerned about that i have plans <laughs> you know oh yeah what plans are these Oh, big plans. Where where shall we start? I don't know. You tell me. Tell me what's been happening, Kelly Grevler. Oh, um, sure. You know, um, surviving a global pandemic. That's Check. been so fun. Um, <laughs> work, thank goodness um, my work has been, you know, business as usual on mm. the universal side. Yeah. On, the, on the the music production side, which is great. However, the side hustle, the the, the teaching job, went from from hero to zero, basically overnight. So I was actually wondering about that. Yeah. So sidewalk sessions, right? Yeah. So the sidewalk sessions was just the fun little Sunday fun day project I did, um, mm-hmm. and that. Yeah, that had to end and, and, and will not resume, unfortunately. Oh, man, um, that it's was just amazing. Too, it's just too risky and, and mm. guitars are dirty, dirty things. <laughs> um, so we wouldn't want to get some sort of infection, you know, um, from a guitar. Imagine, imagine, imagine. all the musicians get hey, sick. It's just music it's not is, worth the risk. Yeah, music bringing us together and giving us all sorts of diseases. Yeah, we don't want that. Um, and then I had a really, really great, um, you know, teaching job where actually, you know, I taught for money. Um, and yeah, that just went to zero students through the pandemic. Oh, I know, man. Have you thought about doing it online? It, through this? Yeah, we've transitioned a few to, uh, to Zoom. Uh, not the same. And a lot of people just spend a lot too much time on Zoom. You know, they don't want to... They don't want to do lessons on Zoom, which is understandable. So okay, let me switch yeah, this know, quickly. To... Should we go to another platform instead? Because we're on Zoom, yeah. so we can change it now if you want. If you're tired of Zoom, <laughs> I don't mind video <laughs> calls, <laughs> video call, yo, WhatsApp, video calls, Zoom, Skype. It's like yeah. all the same, you know. I it's know. like I don't even know what I'm supposed to log into anymore. You know, everybody <laughs> wants to just like can't even phone someone without the video being on anymore. You know. I know it's like, such a crazy time we're living in. It's like everything is WhatsApp. a virtual life. Yeah, it's like virtual this, virtual that, and then some people use Zoom, some people use Google Meet, some people use 
uh, Teams at work, we use Teams. Some people use Zoom. It's just like, it's chaos. And then I'm trying to scramble to get to a meeting. And then I don't know which platform I'm meant to be on. And then I'm trying to download the app because now I'm in my car and I'm running a bit late. And then my phone doesn't want to, oh, it's, it's, it's crazy. I, yeah, I had that I've yesterday. I literally whipped oh. out my laptop, put it on my car seat, and I was attending this meeting from a laptop. It was just ridiculous, dude. So it was, oh my God. It was so crazy. And then I'm like, when waiting to hear if someone's trying to speak to me, and then I'm like keeping my hand, testing it. Okay, if I just press space, <laughs> just unmute. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I've, I've only crazy. joined uh, joined uh, the beginning of a of a Zoom a, a Zoom call in in the car. Um, so far, I've only been one. Yeah. Where well, I was just running a little bit late, but all the rest have been pretty organised. I'm like, I know there's a meeting. I know there's a student. Like, yeah, it's just been. It's just I, I've been going into an office every day since I started working, and that was when I was right. like 18, working and studying. So like. It's always, I've always just been in an office. I've never done the work from home thing. I'm always out and about. So it's, yeah. it was quite a, an adjustment for me. You know, however, my brother, as soon as th this happened, he was like, I was born for this. He never <laughs> leaves the house. Yeah, he, never leaves the house. he oh, games. Yeah, he games and he just records music. And he, he just, it was his, yeah, nothing changed in his life. Not one thing. <laughs> Um, and, and there's me. I, all, I couldn't stop cleaning in the beginning. Oh my God, I think I that's just all of us. And cleaned and cleaned. But um, now, now the, you know, the working from home things become, become a little bit easier. It's actually weird I smoke, because I smoke in all my meetings as well. It's great. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's so badass, dude. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's so crazy because I was just saying to my wife the other day that I don't think I could ever go back to an office. I mean, we started doing office uh work again so i used to go in once a week and then obviously things are getting quite hectic again and they've completely locked us down so now we're completely working from home again and i've enjoyed it so much like i actually i wake up i get That's so great. much done man like the one day that i do go to the office it's such a mission now because i've got to like get up i've got to like think of like dress like a, a proper human being and not just chill in my shorts all day i have to yeah, I took, pack a bag took a different, yeah i took a different approach like i was like you know i'm gonna get up and get dressed put makeup on look fabulous and so i work and it's been really good like they I say it helps eh? pajama, i haven't been the pajama zoom the pajama zoom like i'm i'm ready i'm ready like if i was going to the office and it's helped a lot yeah <laughs> they say it does it actually does help if you like dress up so i've started every now and then I don't wear like my sleepy clothes. I kind of yeah. wear like a, a t-shirt or just like something that looks presentable. So if they had to say, please put on your camera, at least I yes. look decent. And it, it does help because you feel a bit better. I feel less like mm. I'm half asleep, but I've really enjoyed it. I think the thing of being able to work from home, uh, wake up in the morning, grab a coffee, chill outside, go for a run. Yeah. Um, it's great. It's been a really nice experience. Uh, I think for me, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. But also the tough part is, and I'm sure it's the same for you, knowing you is that you're a people's person. So you like the vibe, you like the people around, you like the banter, you like the the friend at work who's always the drama person, who's always Yeah, making and I mean, laugh. I work I work at such a great company as well. Mm. So like who wouldn't want to be there? You know, I, I really do want to be there. But it's just... Um, 
they they really concerned for our safety and they they're doing all the right things um but it's quite exciting because you know now we've proved ourselves that we you know we can all work from home um i got a little bit of a relocation approved so i'm not going to be working from johannesburg from next week what um i'm going to the western cape and i'm going to be doing all my work from there so look at you it's huge changes yeah so like lockdowns actually taught me maybe i don't love the hustle and bustle and the people so much yeah i don't love the hustle and bustle (laughs) i i hate the hustle and bustle man like you've been talking for a while about getting out of it because it's just it's so it's it gets so much maybe i'm just getting old but i think it just (laughs) it just it just gets so much i really enjoy like the peace it's so weird like when the lockdown first started, when those first 21 days, it was so beautiful. Like, okay, putting everything bad that's happened aside, you know, about this pandemic, but in terms of like mental health, I mean, I worked a lot more and I still work more now that I'm working from home. But just You've always waking been a bit up, of a workaholic. People keep saying that to me and I actually don't, I'm, I'm starting to take offense to it, actually. Don't be offended. I, I, I think that you work really, really hard. It's admirable, actually. Like, uh, yeah, you work a lot. You're always you're always doing something interesting. Well, that's which good. is amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. But you work you work a lot more than than other people I know. You know. Sure, I need to actually find out about this. Um, <laughs> I think I I think what it's come down to as well is like I've learned to kind of balance and work smarter, especially this year. Like because there's been so much more and it's kind of been a panic and everyone's been trying to figure out this whole digital thing. And I was like, obviously, waiting for this transformation to happen. I mean, I work in digital. So I always knew that there are easier ways to work. And there's things like traffic that don't need to happen. There are things like um, so many different things that can be done with and avoiding certain things like traffic and standing in queues and doing this and doing that time-consuming things. And I always felt like I could be so much more productive if I eliminated those things and that's exactly what's happened. And I think it's allowed me to do more as well. I mean, it's allowed me to do things like this where I can actually just do things I love and not just always work on stuff that doesn't really always benefit me in a sense, if I can say that. Um, yeah. And just connect to people. I think the one thing I've missed um, is connecting with people a lot more and chatting to mm. friends and stuff. I mean, the start of lockdown, I went through a hard drive that I've had for about 15 years and I found pictures of family gatherings and I was just sending these things to everyone and everyone just went on this nostalgic journey. And this was in the exciting time of lockdown. It was like new, ooh, 21 days lockdown. Working from home, yeah. It was just like, this is so different before the casualty kind of ran ran out and wore out for a lot of people. Um, So, I mean, from a work point of view, yeah, I mean, I think working in the industry that I work in it's it's hard not to kind of like work a lot or always be switched on I mean one I work in digital which never sleeps and then two I yes. work in broadcasting and media which never sleeps radio yes. stations run 24 7 so I think yeah and it's weird because I enjoy that rush when I get on to Durban I kind of sometimes feel anxious because I'm like I feel like I should be doing something. Time moves slower right. and it's nine o'clock and I'm ready for bed. And yeah, it's like nine right. o'clock and I'm just trying to gather my evening. So it's yeah, been it's, interesting. It's, 
there's going to be a, a bit of an adjustment. So, like, um, I've decided to go to the, the Western Cape, but not Cape Town. It's Somerset West, sleepy, chill. Oh, like, beautiful. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to six months there and see what happens. Well, and just why leave, did that happen? Leave it all. Why? Um, I, need, I need a big change. I yeah. really, really need to change my whole life. Yeah. And I'm just going to do it and see what happens. Um, I'm going to teach less and play more. Beautiful. I think that I've got um, I've got some songs in me that that haven't been written yet. Yeah. Uh, and I want to try and uh, just do the music thing again without 300 jobs weighing yeah. me down because I want to live in a nice big house in Norwood. It's like, why? <laughs> oh, do you live in you know? Norwood? Mm. Oh, my. Look you know, I work you. myself to death for, for a nice big place. And, um, yeah, I'm just going to readjust my life and my income. And one one job and one salary is going to have to be fine. Mm. And, you know, I can't eat willies every day. And it's <laughs> going to be you. okay, you know. <laughs> it's going to be fine. But, you know, I work seven days a week. So I could yeah. I could have, like, nice things in my fridge and, um, you know, like space and um, I was I was working Sunday Sunday to Sunday mm. and and I was in it and I was working hard and it's I, I had 22 students in a week and that was part time. I saw 22 different people in a, in seven days every sure. week and that was just my side hustle. Yeah. And then still you know the job at the label, and mm. then the charity, and then the bands, and you know still trying to have a, you know a relationship with my family friends you know it's. It was, it's just, it's too much. Like, I'm not really, like, happy, you know? And I was also yeah. studying. I got, I got my degree. I got the master's. Congrats. Um, and musicology? Just, is it music? Yeah. yeah. M- music neuroscience. Is, Jesus. Okay, stop yeah. the phone right there. <laughs> Tell me about this. This is, this is where we're yeah, going to take so off it's right been, now. It, it's been five, it was five years to, to get the, the degree. Um. Mm. And it, it went in just a direction I didn't think it was going to go in. So basically the premise was I was interested why songs get stuck in your head and why you can't get them out. And the brain isn't that random. So there's got to be a reason for this. And yes. there's lots, there's, there's a bit of literature on, on what this is. It's called an earworm and ways to get rid of them. And I'm like, this isn't, this isn't enough for me. So I put a proposal together and I sent it to Unisa and they were like, yeah, this is super interesting and let's enroll you for the masters. Here's a guy that will help you with all these weird ideas you have to focus you and, and, um, you know, write something cool. And, yeah. um, it's crazy. Uh, they were like apply for a bursary. I was like, I don't need a bursary. It's fine. Like I'm working hard. I have a credit card. Like I'll just, it's not that expensive. It's fine. I, I can pay. Mm. They're like, no, we really think you should apply. Apply and I got the fucking bursary. I'm like, what the hell? They're like, no, nothing like this has ever been discussed in South African literature. So we quite invested in this. So you need to do this. So it was five long years of lots of crying and my supervisor was was cool. Um, and basically, I figured out that in modern pop songs of the 21st century, the composers of the, the, the melody of the choruses are doing a certain thing. Um, on on not even a note-to-note basis. It's the distance between the notes that no. the brain is, is, is hooking onto and it's looking for closure. Your brain looks for closure in everything. 
envision, there's a whole lot of studies that are with sight where they present you with, you know, a black and a white blob. The, the best example is the World Wildlife Federation logo. It's a black and white blob and it's not closed, but your brain completes it to, to be a panda. And so I was like, that could work for songs. So I figured out that the listener is, well, the, the composer is denying the listener's expectation. And that's what's making songs hooky and making them stick in your head and like repeat with unconscious control. And I, somebody, I can't remember who, who, who said it, but they described it as a cognitive itch, which I just love. What? And the only way to scratch the cognitive itch is by listening to the song. So it's just, it was really interesting and it was a, an amazing journey. And I graduated cum laude um, with a distinction and I got invited to do my PhD. So I'm taking a bit of a break. Uh, this year was my gap year. I think next year might also be a gap year, maybe 2022. I'm mm. gonna go and be a doctor of music neuroscience. I'm gonna try it and see if I can. So yeah, this, this year is gonna be research. Wow. I'm gonna just write, now, now I'm gonna write the songs with the knowledge that I have like on paper try and like write songs like this with, with what I know and uh, see if it works. So my previous band, Lacey May, yes. I used the Lacey May project as a study for my masters. And I was like, okay, I did this. I did it commercially. I released it through a major label. We did all these things. Why isn't the song a hit? So I reanalyzed re my whole song and I proved why it wasn't a hit and what could have changed and what could have been different looking at hits of the 21st century. I analyzed so many songs. I did a psychological study. It was a whole thing. <laughs> it was really interesting. What? Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was cool. It was really cool. So thanks, Unisa. They, they really were great. It was a, a great experience, actually. This is fascinating, dude. This is absolutely mm. fascinating. So like I know that there's something that I can do. Um, mm. and, and I'm sick of teaching people what I know. I want to now do it myself. Um, so just all the teaching, I love teaching, but it's, it's oh, all going man. on the back burner so I can be like, yeah, in practice, a student again and not on paper. Cause on paper, I'm a student. Oh, this is, yeah. wow. I'm, I'm like really blown away by this because it's yeah, so fascinating. I've got, I've, right? got a lot of, I've got a lot of songs in me, uh, traumatic things happened mm. right before lockdown. Um, I did a crazy thing and I married someone in Vegas, um, it was wild. I was going to ask about out. that. You, oh, okay, Didn't cool. Because um, you, you did the whole Elvis theme. I actually want to. Yeah, we did a crazy Vegas wedding. Um, that didn't work out. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's some songs about uh, what we really went down there. Oh, <laughs> the truth gonna... will always come out in the music, I think. Of course. It's the only thing we have that really is able to give us the comfort that we need and also to get the story out without the lines being blurred. You know what I mean? Music is such right. an expressive thing. And so many people use music to get the right message out because we know how propaganda works. We know how stories and rumor mills work. And music is, it's as real as it gets. And you can hear when it's bullshit in the music. You can hear the difference between something that's real and something that's literally a fabrication. And I think that's so powerful and I'm so excited for that. And we're going to get to that in a second because I'm not yet done with this music uh, <laughs> With this music thing and it, it's yeah, so fascinating music neuroscience it's a brand new study it's an it's a new field it's really really exciting about you know what they're learning about with the brain how the brain works with music and how powerful sound is in our mind 
There's actually a book called Music and the Brain. Yes. So that was a big, big um, reference for my study. Mm. Um, I read that one, uh, referenced it a couple of times. Excellent book. There's also a great book called uh, Music of Philia uh, by Oliver Sacks. And that's a whole bunch of case studies of weird musical psychological problems. And I don't want to say diseases, but it, it, maybe it's classified like that, mm. where weird things happen to people regarding music and the brain. And it's so, so interesting. You are There's giving me so much right here. There's so much. <laughs> so, yeah. like, to start with the music and the brain, mm. I remember reading this back when I was, I, I can't remember, I must have been in varsity, or it was yes. probably when I started working. And I was so fascinated by it because they do talk about how it creates a loop. So they, they used to say, like, if you have a song looping in your head, listen to the song, it'll get it out immediately because yes, you're closing the loop. it scratches that cognitive itch. Exactly. So, and they, there's literally a format. There's a science, there's an art, there's a format to every track and how it's done. And someone even right. did a video about why Post Malone's songs are so catchy because of the oh, exact let's check same that out. thing. And it was so fascinating. And I showed this around because, I mean, Post Malone's great. I love, I love it. Yes, me too. Big fan. So much. I mean, Circles is my ringtone. Um, <laughs> but I just I teach, love I him. I as... one to my guitar students. Oh, really? That's amazing. Because I love him because he's, there's something about him. He's just such a chilled guy. And I, I watched like um, his episode with uh, on the Joe Rogan experience. And I, they just yes. talked a whole lot of shit. Like they're talking about aliens and they're both grilled and drinking <laughs> a lot of Bud Lights. But it was just yeah. so fascinating to see the guy like in his, just chilling, just in his normal state, in his comfort zone. And, but back to his music and yeah. the whole thing and his music and pop music in general, there's such a science to it. Like sometimes, I mean, people always wonder why certain tracks get stuck in your head. And you know what damn song has been stuck in my head probably for about a yeah. year now is that Ava Max song, Sweet But Psycho. Oh, yes, that is so, so catchy. Oh, my God, they the nailed catchiest. And mm, when mm. I heard her, her, her follow-up track to it, um, I, I listened to it. I'm like, I didn't know who it was. And it had just come out because I don't listen to a lot of commercial music to be honest, mm. a lot of top 40 music, but I work in commercial radio, so I have to kind of yes. be aware of it. And I yes. heard this track and I was like, I, I recognize this so much. And then I, without even knowing who the track was by before the presenter announced it, I was like, wait, this is Ava Max. And it sounds like mm. the Sweet Butt Psycho song, but let me listen to find out if it's actually her. And it was actually her. And that loop of that new track, which I'd heard once stuck in my head yeah they Four got it then, they, they got it everything from the chain smokers gets stuck in my head oh, everything it's, yeah that, they, it's very very hooky for me it just gets like stuck in there um yeah like it's rebecca just, black it's or what is that black that's something yes black. friday friday track my wife sings that song <laughs> every damn day of our lives just to piss me off yeah. because she knows exactly and I mean, look at that. And and that's why, like you were saying with Lacey May, I mean, I loved you guys. I remember we had you when I was at YFM, you guys performed yeah, live. Yeah, that was great. And Back to Shores, like that, that track, if I'm getting mm. the name right, I love that song and I love the acoustic version you guys did. And yeah, I, it was such a beautiful song. And 
when you said like studying the music as to why certain songs get stuck in our head or why certain songs do better than others it's because there's something in it is it is it the composition of the track in terms of the notes that are used or is it literally just so, a spatial thing you know what there, there are there are so many factors like it's it, it you can it, it never ends the, the what you could what you could like um analyze so my my study had to be really really focused. Yeah. So I only looked at the vocal melody choruses and what was happening there. Um, and I justified that by, you know, if you if you're gonna like like sing a song and maybe you don't really know the words, you're usually humming the chorus. Mm, you know, mm. I feel like the chorus is is the best part. So I looked at specifically vocal melodies of choruses. Um, of, of pop, pop music, mainstream pop music of the mm. 21st century. Um, so there are other factors and every now and again in my paper, I would veer off and write about other factors and it would just get like deleted out of my paper. They're like, no, focus, it's not about <laughs> this, it's about the vocal melody, you need to, you know. Um, so I, I, I'm an expert in, in that. I can't tell you too much about all the other factors. There's so many new production mm. techniques, mixing techniques, mastering, that I know absolutely nothing about. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's a lot of factors. Um, and, and, you know, even marketing, that's a whole other factor. Yeah, marketing say that, is a complete, I mean, there's a whole study of the psychology of marketing. And there's this yeah. really interesting guy called Gad Saad. And he's like the psychological, um, he works... He's got this book called The Parasitic Mind, which is really interesting. He talks about kind of like how psychology is in everything that we do and how we kind of like everything around us kind of trains our mind to think a certain way. So we get stuck. Like right now, we're trained in this in this time of COVID. We're trained in a time of fear. It's kind of our brain is programmed to fear. We react to fear. This is why things like clickbait works. This is why yeah. bad news works so well because we're trained in it. And music and market like everything is a business music is a business like there's an art to it people don't ever think for a second that music is literally just someone sitting with a guitar playing a few chords or sitting in a studio this is why people obsess so much about the music because every second counts in the composition of a track yep and you work every... in this yeah so like i'm i work with songwriters i help them get paid for the use of their intellectual property yeah like you know what they're doing and 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 how hard they're working like needs to be remunerated and people need to be educated about this sort of remuneration for your intellectual property because anyone can play an instrument anyone can make a song which means anyone can make some money sure. um and it's it's just very irritating to, to know so many musicians that just don't know that this royalty stream exists. It's difficult. It's difficult mm. to get the royalty, but the royalties flow if you do some admin as a musician. You can get paid as an yeah. independent person or, or someone that's signed. You know, you just got to do a little bit of admin and anyone can make money off this. You know, you just got to work. You just have, I think a lot of the time it's about knowledge and yeah. One of the things with South Africa is that we don't have as much knowledge on how things work, especially with music law and right. intellectual property. Um, 
so it's it's sampra sampra i think the needle time thing where the laws change to now allow every single person that works on a track to benefit from it right right but i think a lot of the time before this a lot of artists were doing something thinking that oh this is cool this is great for exposure this is going to get me out there the track becomes a hit they've signed no papers they've given away everything um to the original creator or the person they've worked with and it ends up being right. a lot of court battles into people trying to get the intellectual property but the problem is if you don't have something written down right it doesn't work and i think one of the things that south africa it's it's so great that you're working in the space and you're willing to educate people because not many yeah. people want to do that a lot of people were like you know what you know i'm a composer i'm a composer so let me actually take what i know and use that to benefit me and it's right. every man for himself and i think it's such an important thing and such an important role that you're playing mm i'm i'm also just lucky enough to work uh with with a boss that is so passionate about songwriting getting the songwriters paid mm. and educating so right before covid um we put out a series of educational videos from everyone in our department giving industry really inside scoop of how it works specifically at our company i mean sure. this is how it this is what it's about um so we've got five videos from uh, the five people that that work uh, in in the music publishing uh space um and i think they're just they they're short they punchy they they great um mm. they educational and they've had really great feedback because nobody else is doing this and i feel at working at a company like i do we are the industry leaders of music we should be the industry leaders of music education as well mm. so um and my team are just so passionate about this we it's mm. it's five six you know with the interns horses pulling in exactly the same direction it's amazing to be a part That's of a team incredible. like this yeah it's and, and you know I, i've been in the company for like 8 years you know it's you know ups and downs but we're in a space now with even with covid where we we're really strong as a team and yeah um, the i remember seeing that video yeah i remember yeah, seeing that video we're benefiting yeah uh, we we've organized a songwriting camp we we getting collaboration going it's just really really a lot of songs and do you and do you work with artists to kind of like teach them a bit about this the art of catchy music and the neuroscience behind no, music none of it we let the composers be the composers and create the way they need to create we don't interfere we'll we'll aid them and we'll give them everything they need to be in the space to create but we we're not interfering in the creative process that's amazing and that's really cool so because none of our composers know that i have a background in this yet yet <laughs> It's because good. I, this is my knowledge mm. and I want to write the songs and see if I can do it. Yeah. You know? So do it first and then you can lay the yeah, pay, the the ground for other people if you want to. Yeah, we'll But see. this is something that it comes at the price, you know what I mean? This is your expertise. And this is one thing we people especially in the entertainment industry must always remember that this is an art form. I mean, it's not for free. It's not about exposure. It's it's you're you have a skill and you should get paid for the skill irrespective of whether people think a lawyer is a professional and a musician is just someone fooling around on a guitar it doesn't work which is yeah a, a misconception and i think that's what's been kind of an eye opening experience with 
with COVID is how creatives have kind of shown the world just how important they are because right. when we were stuck in our homes, how many people sat there listening to Spotify, watching Netflix, watching Showmax, whatever it might be, being entertained by the work that creatives are putting together and really, really good and high quality top class yes. entertainment. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, and I think it's it's so great that we're starting to move in that direction where creatives are kind of getting the respect they they are. And I think it's like you said, it's about the admin and putting in the time. I mean, a lot of people assume that jumping, you can't do something without a record label. Yeah, record labels are great because they allow you yes, it's great. Yeah. such a platform and they give you so much exposure to so much more. I mean, you would have to do the groundwork, but you can do it on your own. And I think that's what, but rather put in the work yourself get what you can but and then a label a can label, jump on and help you even take yeah, it to the next level a record label is not really going to be too invested unless they're wanting to develop you into something they want but i mean mm. I, I don't know i think a record label would would take someone that's kind of already doing it for themselves and they just you know the record label could like add to that i don't yeah i don't know i just see people that are working hard getting the deals yeah, and, and if you can hear if you can hear some terrible snoring, it's it's my French bulldog. She snores so loud. Oh, there so, we go. I can hear but, it now. Shame. Let her sleep. Yeah, that's that's sorry, nice ambient yeah. music. Yeah, just a gentle hum. <laughs> <laughs> What's some of the mistakes you you've actually seen with a lot of artists, like that that are common mistakes that people make when it comes to so, the intellectual property? So we don't really, I don't really work with artists. We work with the songwriters and often the songwriter and, and the performing artist aren't the same person. Yeah. So we've got like right, writers so. that, you know, will write for other people. Mm. So I'm not really um, working so much with artists. I'm sure, you know, the record labels could, could tell you like a ton of weird things that some artists do. But you know what? Our composers work really, really hard. And I think the only shortfall is that they just lack um, a little bit of like the admin skill just doing a little bit of admin and we always find that the composers that do have their admin in check are the guys that are making the money making the mood they just yeah it just it just seems to flow it just happens you know um so just that little bit of admin educating yourself just on samro and how it all works and it's a couple of videos and a couple of articles and and then you'll know and you know um, I just think yeah. education is the biggest thing and just a little bit of admin goes a long yeah. way. Like the work you do behind the scenes is so important for what comes out um, in front of people. And I think it's it's so cool, man. Like there's just so much happening in my head right now because I have so many questions <laughs> <laughs> after the neuroscience thing. But I was, yeah. I think a lot of people assume that you can't make money if you're not on stage, if you're not in front of everyone. But a lot of the time, the people working behind the scenes are just as successful more successful yeah you have no idea sometimes... how lucrative songwriting is yeah. even in south africa songwriting it is a very very lucrative industry if you can crack it there's and it's a passive income a royalty exactly. is a passive income it just kind of happens you know appears in your bank account every now and again it's not it's, it's very organized no we, <laughs> we as publishers no we organize but no, no, publishers are really, you guys really have, you have to yeah, have no, your ducks it's, it's in a row. It's lovely. Our, 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 our guys, you know, we try and make them happy and de dealing with, with Samro yeah. uh, gets easier and easier. And, um, you know, we all do the best we can. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, the song the songwriting is lucrative and people must not be fooled. Not composers are, are making money. The gigging is always going to be, you know, a great, a great income. And and live has really suffered, which is just devastating for, for a lot of those guys that do depend on live music. It's it's been really difficult. Yeah, it's been really tough. But, it really has. Yeah. And because I mean, even like, for example, uh producers, like production is such such a lucrative business i mean a lot of people you can produce and you can sell your tracks you can sell your beats to people yes. and a lot of people that don't actually produce buy the track drop a few bars on it you know dj right. Khaled is probably the prime example of that I, I don't know what his vibe is but i'm pretty sure a lot of his tracks he just jumps on the track throws in another one at the start of the track screams out every now and then and i mean that's his game and that's how people make money and i was researching so I've got this thing, and I don't know if it's something I should always say out loud. I've mm. I've I've had this grown fascination suddenly for Miley Cyrus. All right. Oh, oh Miley! I'm yeah. so glad. So I've I've had the, I've got like a deeper respect for her as a mm. person after watching a really cool interview there where we she just sat down and broke it down, and I was mm. listening to her latest track, the Midnight Sky track that she's got. Right. And I actually wanted to find out it's such a beautiful track. I mean, from a production yeah. point of view, that's what it's all about. That's what gets me hyped. So I wanted to find out who is the producer of this track because I want to check out mm. some of the other stuff. And it's this dude from America who's, he goes by what? W-A-T-T. And I looked at him and he's only been in this game for, I think about six years ago, he moved to America to try and make this work. And I looked at the catalog of artists that he has produced for. And yeah. my mind was blown. And I was like, this guy, he is rolling in it. This guy is rolling. I mean, he's producing for the biggest artists on the planet. He produced, I think, 90% of Miley Cyrus's new album you that's see, coming out. And, and those songs will get played forever, which means the people that have a share in the composition get paid forever. And there is get paid forever because copyright you, it's, it's it's like property you can leave it to people mm. when you pass away so if you have one smash world hit song your family will be rich forever look at side, all you dude. need is one hit one, one hit gangnam hit. style bro you just need to get that gangnam style i just, on and I just need a gangnam style and then i'm retiring by the beach <laughs> me and my friend she are retiring i want to be a one hit wonder it's okay I'm, I'm I'm fine with it. I don't want a follow-up track. That's too hard. Too much pressure. It's too much pressure, dude. Like it, right. everyone gets sucked in. It's like now, will it be great? And I think the psychological battle of trying to produce something as good oh, or better God. is worse than actually failing at it. I think because the the stuff people it's like the dude from Searching for Sugar Man, the director. I think the mm -hmm. Swedish guy. He he did Searching for Sugar Man, massive, one of the greatest documentary films I've ever yeah. watched. And he ended up committing suicide. And they said. I stand to be corrected, but I'm pretty sure I read that it was the pressure of trying to replicate or do something as good as that actually drove him to the Insane. point where he, oh. which is devastating. I mean, yeah, imagine. No. Mm -mm. no, that's awful. And um, I, that's, I take my hat off to, to composers because they are, they constantly trying to push themselves. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, we held the Africa's, first ever songwriting camp hosted by our, our publishing company. 
uh, we hired a mansion and turned Ooh. all the bedrooms into studios and got the guys in for days and days and just made them all work together. And it was, it was like, it's bordering on like a spiritual experience. What, what, what came out of that house? Yeah. It, it, it was so amazing to get all these guys together and they constantly trying to push themselves, outdo themselves, be better than the next. And they do it. They do it's it. It's amazing. Man. They, they do, do it. it. And it's, is this random people? You, no, these are the composers that we have signed to the publishing company. Okay. Um, we got, I think it was 20 composers uh, to start with, but more joined towards the end. Got wild. Nice. Um, and we got them all together, put them in a house, and magic happened. Wow. Great, great, great tracks happened. Oh, that's incredible. That sounds, yeah. just the energy of that sounds like, like you that said, was like incredible. a spiritual experience. We got, and now just to come back to, to Zoom, you know, we all hate Zoom and it's terrible, but we were able to connect to overseas producers and people in real time working together. At, you know, we had like, we had like meeting points um, at certain times of the day where we would Zoom and Skype in producers from all over the world. We had Japan, we had Turkey, we had UK, US, everyone. Um, on an international level, working with our local guys and literally being blown away by our sound. That's we have we have yeah. something so special here. And um, as you know, the company that we work for, we are trying to be at the forefront of of bringing Africa to the world. And I think after all these years, we like getting it right. Hey, eh? uh, you guys it's really starting are. to feel good. It's starting to feel really, are. really good. From you a know. digital point of view, you guys are as well like you're so advanced you're so ahead of the curve you're really like doing really great things with the yeah, brand it's a, it's a cool people. it's a cool company it's a really really cool company i'm very grateful to be a part of um just, and just the talent um, i'm i'm surrounded with these composers like world-class composers i mean like the one composer like literally i'm not supposed to say it but like literally worked with beyonce and i was <gasps> just die i was just dying i was just dying <laughs> He was like just hanging out and, and, and chatting and he's South African and just incredible and moved to LA. It's just like doing it, oh, you know, dude. and I was dying. He was part of the team that worked with her in some capacity, Wow, you know, and he's just writing for all these overseas people. And it's just like, and that's such an inspir so, inspiring thing because you're boy, connecting yeah. with people that are literally doing big things. Cause we think that it's such a far, fetched concept to work with people like this and then you think you look at others that are doing it and it's really not because the world is so small we're so interconnected and all it takes is sending that random email like you know trying trying the worst that can happen is someone doesn't respond yeah or they say no the yeah, best that can happen is you get the whole world in the mm -hmm. palm of your hand but you've got you got to have that product you've got to have that sound yeah behind you to, to back that up it's you know it's it's just a subtle art and it's i feel like it's it's the lucky few you know it is the lucky, the lucky few. few that that's that that make it but i'm just seeing more and more people monetizing their music so it's it's becoming less difficult i think and i think it is because like you know we're connecting and digital and, and all of this it's mm. cool everything's changing <laughs> which is good and i think one of the really cool things is like when you're speaking about um how everyone gets into a room together and starts working together and i know like 
some artists do this where they have like writing writing clubs where everyone yeah. writers songwriters get together at a building and whoever comes yep. comes and that's how you start to form relationships you start to see mm-hmm. you connect you form chemistry the civil wars actually that's how they were formed by one of these songwriters and things mm. and they met and they started writing these tracks and now they're like this incredible band with so much chemistry you would swear that they are always sleeping together and then people huh. find out that they're actually not even married she's married yeah and the chemistry yeah. that you can hear it's and it's incredible the only way to do that is by going out putting yourself out there connecting i think that's what's the most important thing it's weird because we're not connecting on a physical level we're connecting on a digital level but we're still being able to connect with the more people and that's where the key is i mean you can yeah you can sit in your room and you can produce tracks to the the rest of your life but if you're not connecting yeah. with other creatives and learning something new you're right. eventually you're just going to get stuck in a certain format or yeah, you Yeah, it yeah, it just gets you get to kind of a plateau and then you'll mm. never grow from there. It's like that's the thing it's like what you were saying about like that follow up. You just you, you've got to be you're only as good as your last gig. Of course. You got you got to be better. It's you funny be how every industry uses one. that. It's like yeah, you're only as, you gotta be you're better. only as good as your last radio show and you're only as good as your last song. And it, it's the truth because it is the truth because yeah. that's how the psyche of the human works is that you always you can live a life for 30 years an incredible life but you can screw it up in the last month of your life and that's what people remember <laughs> about you which is I yep. hate it but it's just the truth it's just how life is and oh, uh Sweet Radio actually we we did a show together back in the day Yeah you and I we used to yeah. chat on the microphone all the time it was fun Yeah sure, I remember now it's remember, all just coming back was, It was there um on top of uh, where was it Kitchener's It was in above Bra, Kitchener's yes Euro hmm. Trash Music with uh, Craig yes. Stein yeah Craig found the thing and then we used to do this online radio ETM Yeah that was music. fun the bird and the worm that was the name actually that's what we called. I remember it was so fun yeah we I did a couple with you that was awesome sure. i loved it see you you say i do a lot of interesting things but you are a very fascinating and interesting person you've got the Thank music you. thing you got the composing thing you have the neuro science thing which is i'm still like we're going to do a whole podcast one day just on oh it's great um, i'll brush up yeah and i think one of the fascinating things i love about you is that you're a tattoo enthusiast mm oh, oh yeah i went a bit crazy in lockdown you got oh, your whole back done crazy i got my whole back done i got one more session that's booked for like next week and i blacked out my whole arm got tattoo on my palm oh. on my hand oh, yes, i got one like yeah i got one like on my behind my ear neck skull kind of on there uh, i got some some unfinished stuff like on my whole butt so i finished on your butt so i got like yeah my whole butt tattooed like the whole thing what's like, on your roses. butt roses oh roses very cool <laughs> like big that traditional yes that was like probably one of the worst tattoos experiences of my life and i had, it's been it was four sessions that i did there on on the bum wow. at cheeks yeah really really painful but like i want to i want to have a full body suit so um you know i'm getting all the painful bits done first you know and then ah, i can i see yeah so i've do done your face like, as well 
I definitely am going to get uh, face tattoos. I've been talking about it a lot. Really? Like a lot, a lot. So, but it's not time yet. Like there's, there, there's a process. I feel like it needs to be earned. So yeah. there's a few more, there's a few more things that need to be done before we go into the face. There's a what? few more things I want to do with my life before I want to touch. Before you do the face. That's, that's your yeah. retirement phase. Oh, it might be. Uh, it will be very early retirement then. <laughs> very early. Yeah, retirement. well, you just need one track, dude, and then you can retire and get that face tattoo. You know. I'm telling you, this is my this is my purpose. I'm telling you. <laughs> so I'm really, I'm really, really into the tattoo thing, even more now than ever. Um, I'm like all in. You um, said that yeah. it was during lockdown. You went a bit crazy. What is it about? Is it the pain that you enjoy? Do you just like? No. Is it the art part of it? Is it? because of uh, everything that happened before lockdown that you kind of felt like this is an expression because it is an expression it's not even yeah you know i've been getting tattoos for longer than 10 i think yeah longer than 10 years i got my first tattoo when i was like 15 and another one when i was 18 and more when i was 19 and then even more when i was 20 it just gets more and more and more every year i don't like the pain every time like, yeah. I just I hate it. I'll, I'll take painkillers and I'll do anything to just, like, try and not experience the pain. I don't love the process, but I like it when it's done and healed and on me. I feel beautiful. I feel powerful. Mm. It's like those women that get Botox. You oh, know? yeah, yeah. This is your yeah, Botox. Yeah, I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's my Botox and, and it's a little bit of, like, inward therapy. So it's basically, like, nothing, no I'm really sensitive, you know, like I feel a lot. It's really irritating. Like I'm, you know, it's just awful feeling this much. And I just think like if a tattoo hurts that much, nothing I feel is that bad. Yeah. It just puts things in perspective for me a little bit, you know, like my feelings, this, whatever this person did to me in this relationship, it doesn't hurt that much. It doesn't hurt as much as an ass tattoo. <laughs> so... <laughs> So you'll be fine, you know. Yeah, tattooing, fine. yeah, the experience helps. It puts things in perspective for me, but I really don't enjoy the pain. It's yeah. awful. Uh, my last session on my back was a month ago, and I was laying on the bed, and yeah, I, I, the I was in so much, I was in so much pain. I was literally just weeping. I wasn't sad. It was just so sore. <laughs> and I, I don't know what else to do. I did not know what else. My body literally didn't know what else to do. And I, I was literally just crying on this guy's tattoo bed. And there, were, there was so much water. It was actually embarrassing. Like I was like trying to like wipe it up without like moving too much. And it was just, it was so painful. Yeah. I'm terrified to go back for this last session. I'm like traumatized. But um, we blacked out my whole arm. That was like a whole other experience inside of the elbow, like that, you know. Yeah, does a whole thing. But sure. I love tattoos. I'll, ne I'll so never stop. I'll it's, never stop. I, I love the attention that tattoos bring. Um, because people in the, I don't know, maybe people are more receptive to it now, obviously, especially since uh, the sleeve thing became a thing after a prison break. Because now, mm -hmm. now it was cool. Everyone had like yeah, this taboo against fine. tattoos. <laughs> and now it's fine, you know, because the dude on TV had it. So it's the cool thing to do. Um, and it's, it's, it's pretty cool because people want to talk about it. They want to find out exactly what it's all about. Like, mm. and whether there's a story behind everything. And 
are you know? your so are your tattoos no connected? Story. There's no story. No. Like you just absolutely love no story. I've got a cupcake and a cat and a <laughs> bow and some. I've got two flamingos. I don't even like flamingos that much. <laughs> There's two of them, but they were cool. Like it's just you know, it's just stuff. It's I don't know. It's 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 not really connected to a, a time in my life or anything. I just really enjoy yeah. the art. And having it on me, so this back piece that I'm doing, I mean, it's crazy big. It's the biggest piece I've ever committed to. I feel like I'm wearing armor. Proper, I feel more powerful yeah. with this tattoo. It's like, it's crazy and it's beautiful. And um, yeah, people, you know, some people do compliment it and you know, I get funny looks sometimes, but it's, I feel protected of course. in a way. You know, Did I got you? through that and yeah, it's, it's just really cool. I love my back piece. It's my, my second favorite tattoo. <laughs> no, what, what's the first? Oh, this one. Oh, yes, of course. The, the palm, guitar in the hand. Guitar in the, the palm of your hand. The world in yeah, your hand right there. Yeah, that, that, was, that, was a, that was a crazy decision to tattoo my palm. <laughs> oh, it's very, was that sore? That must have been painful. Yeah, just the back just takes the cake. Though. I can't even remember the other tattoo pain. I'm just so traumatized from the back tattoo. Yeah. And how long does that take, actually? Like, how, how long so, is the session? I'm a big baby. So tattoo artists usually like to book full-day sessions, and that's mm. five to six hours of tattooing. Wow. And, and people do it. People can sit, and they, they go into their happy place, and they, they get the tattoo. Me, yes, bro, if I push three hours, you've, like, I've done well. <laughs> like, done two well. hours... I'm ready to tap out. I'm like, this fucking sucks. I hate everyone. Leave me alone. Stop touching me. If you wipe my skin one more time, I might punch you. Like, I get, it's really sore. But um, for this next session, I got some really, really strong uh, skin numbing cream. So okay. we're going to try it out and see if I can just, it just takes the edge off because we've got about four hours to do. So sure. I just need, the, yeah, just to take the edge off and just get through it because the guy that's tattooing me, uh, is going to be back to his home in Bangkok where he lives. He was just so he needs to get it done. Nice. And then obviously now with you moving, when are you going to get mm. this done? So I think we're probably going to do it on either Saturday or Sunday. We just we just yet to to confirm. So. We just need to build up some mental some strength and some courage. Ooh, I got that numbing cream. It's going to be okay. I believe it's got all <laughs> hectic things like lidocaine and all really hectic sounding things i think it's gonna numb my skin nicely oh nice and uh i wanted to ask you will you ever yeah. do the band thing again um, yeah so i was playing in that band i am for a while yeah um it was like a pop rock band based in pretoria and uh, we did some great gigs. We played a couple of nine for seven shows because it was like on the, on the pop side. Yeah, and our yeah. vocalist was fantastic. He played the guitar, which is hilarious, but a really good. Yeah, the guitar is fun. Yeah, it's a fun thing. It had a bit of a, a bit of an 80s synth pop sound. It was kind mm. of a bit DJ. It was a great band. Loved playing with them. But as soon as lockdown happened, I was like, hey, when this thing's over, I don't want to play at the Grand Barn Pretoria anymore. Yeah. I, I don't want, I just, I, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm 32. I don't want to play. And you've been banding for a long time. I mean, what is the band you back. first played? This is a funny, uh, this is a crazy story because I, mm. when we met, we were, I was actually talking about this whole thing. The first time we met and I was like, I recognize you. And it turned out I'd been watching you for years in a band. Yeah. 
at Tempos when I was in Varsity and you were in this yeah. band from way back. What is the name of the band? Yeah. So I was in a band in high school and we used to open for all of those old bands, uh, this, the big South African bands like mm. uh, 16 Stitch and Wicked and oh, Pistroy. Yes. And we were all in high school and we didn't suck. Like we were quite, we practiced a mm. lot. Like we were quite into it. So the, the lady that used to organize all those shows used to let us open for these bands. So we were, and we, we were super young and it was quite a gimmick because we looked super young. I was 15 and I think, no, I was 16. Our brother was like 14 and, and the rest sure. of the band members were also 14. It was all his friends and I was the singer and like we, we did, we had this band. It was heavy I and it was bad. And yeah, so we did that in high school and then like college happened and um, then I made that other band also quite on the heavy side, but a little bit more like melodic. Mm. Um, and that was called We Shall Embrace, and and, and we played. We Shall Embrace, of, yes. Yeah, we, we opened for we opened right. for Under Oath, which was just one of the coolest things I've ever done what? in my life. I was a huge, huge Under Oath fan, um, and they like were a huge influence for our band. And they came mm. and did a tour to South Africa, and we got to open for them, which was just like at the time, right. like. I felt like I was famous, like... <laughs> yeah, well, you pretty much are. I mean, when you open for Under Oath... It yeah, it was cool, you know? So um, that band was so much fun. And then after that, I wanted to do more of a pop thing and all the other guys branched off and are just doing so well mm. um, and also just pursuing other things in, in music. Mm, yeah, and then we did Lacey May, which was great because then it was like, okay, cool. Now it's like not gigging so much, not gigging so hard, but it's like quality videos quality recordings like um a whole different side to like the pop side you know yeah yeah um, so less bandy and more like duo so yeah oh, i see you know, it's been a wild ride now i'm going to try and do a solo thing and see how that goes and yeah let's see nice and who's who really? do you think's doing good things right now from a music point of view actually have you listened to the new bring me the horizon how are they do you enjoy bring me the horizon so I, I never used to enjoy Bring Me the Horizon, but now <laughs> I do. I'm, I'm really enjoying the, the, the new stuff. I, I really yeah. like it. I think it's I think it's really good songwriting. Like but also from a production point of view, it's just so like yeah. it's it's so experimental. I mean, every album they keep dropping is something different. And I mention them because it's it. just something that <clears throat> when I think about bands that are doing the right thing right now, because they they obviously they've had their critics for years saying, you know, lyrically yeah. X, Y, and Z. But from a production point of view, there's such a strong band. I mean, and you know what it is? It's so crazy because this is a pure example of how pain transcends people and how pain comes across music. Because he had, he went through a massive divorce where his, I think yeah. his wife uh, cheated on him with his tattoo artist <laughs> or something. It was, yeah, it was quite brutal. A damn tattoo artist. <laughs> Watch out for tattoo artists. Um, worse than musicians. <laughs> yeah, it's always the quiet ones, you know what I mean? Mm. The ones that you would never expect. Oh, don't we know it? <laughs> <laughs> There's a story there. I'll wait for the music. And uh, you can hear that. You can hear that pain. I mean, they did a lot of great work when lockdown started. They went off into like this little house somewhere in England. Yes. And they just sat in this place and they just wrote and they just produced. And then they, they dropped that very experimental album. And then now they've obviously dropped their latest album, which the name mm. escapes me now. But just oh, and so visually, just visually, they're just such. It's so crazy. It's so trippy. It's so. It's very dark. You know what I mean? But and it's very symbolic of kind of the times we're yes. living. Let's be honest. Like we're living in a world of it's 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 in a bit of chaos right now. 
yeah i mean we're trying to piece things together but i think from a musical point of view there's very few bands that can actually resonate as much as they have with an audience and also acquire mm. new audiences because it's not for everyone it's very something yeah. that's a metal band i mean they were very metal very metal core. i didn't enjoy them um when they were heavier so even mm. though i was in this heavy band and all my band members were listening to that band because like it was like they influenced musically i wasn't really so into it but now that they've gone like a little bit more like pop which i absolutely love yeah. i'm like yeah i'm into this now <laughs> i just missed the boat you know <clears throat> no but it is it's it's also like from a listening point of view lyrically it's such a you, you actually hear what's going on you can hear every word you can kind of like breathe mm. in every word which are, yeah, for me I like as well it. i mean i never i never enjoyed their old stuff lots i like it when i hear it in between a whole lot of their newer stuff from sempaternal basically um mm. when i hear like antiverse or not antiverse i think it's chelsea's song and some of the heavier stuff when i hear that then it's cool because it kind of like yeah. gets me going but to listen to it from start to finish i struggle yeah. quite a bit i just think we're not so angry anymore and we're all just a yeah. little sad yeah. <laughs> we're not <laughs> angry we're just sad into sad <laughs> yeah that's what's happened and 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 bring me the rise just nailed it they like I, yeah. I actually saw a meme yesterday where it says you know spotify's doing this whole wrapped 2020 thing oh, i love it man it's I so cool it. i love yeah. it and i saw a meme that's saying it, our listening time on spotify is actually just the amount of time we spend shedding tears <laughs> during lock in 2020. Proper. I thought that was actually Absolutely. so true. Absolutely. <laughs> so I I started listening to like um a lot of hip hop this year. Oh yeah. Like yeah, just like a lot of like weird hip hop like like weird Mexican hip hop and like I don't know, just like really gone on a whole like rap hip hop journey. and i think this is going to influence my guitar songwriting so i think it's going to be a bit of a a weird eclectic thing that's going to happen with yeah. the songwriting well you do so, the whole spanish type flamenco situation yeah so yeah but i got all of that guitar playing under the belt so all of those weird techniques um so i haven't been really listening to a lot of bands it's just been like rappers and like interesting producers and i'm really out of the bat that that band thing at the moment but yeah. it always comes back you know and i'm like oh, oh ariana grande is my girl like dude most listened to of 2020 was ariana grande like you don't understand how much i've listened to her songs this year i don't know what what it is <laughs> why so all of a sudden it's just this. ariana because her even, music is so catchy ariana and it's so beautifully mask. produced what Yeah, my Ariana face mask like it's the only one I'll use because it's Ariana and it's so funny because it's got nothing but a teardrop over here. I mean oh, it's just wow. got like Ariana Grande on the on the side. It's so cool. Sick. She's great, man. Yeah, my wife said to me the other day she's like <laughs> you're a grown ass man listening to Ariana Grande on repeat because I just I've had that yeah, new are. track of hers. What's what's this track called her latest the, one? Uh, Positions. Positions. And mm. it's just I can't get out of my head. It literally the production is incredible. I think that's what I, I think, love about it. I think that there's better songs, but it's like it's okay. I'm not the biggest fan of positions, but like mm. some of her other stuff like the album stuff, oh my god, those songs are so cool and she does such interesting things like um like rhythmically with her voice and I don't mm. know, she's just it's just she's super talented, man. Like I wish my face hole made those sounds. Like she just makes <laughs> beautiful sounds. 
Yeah, and it's it's very edgy. It's Ariana Grande is such an interesting artist for me because it's kind of like she's this she's got this persona of this this sweetheart and she's got the ponytail and she's just she's this so little cute girl. and little. And she, but she's her music like surprises you sometimes because you listen to the new track thirty four thirty five, and it's yeah that's not for kids, man. That's no, not for kids. Not at all. <laughs> it's definitely not for kids. You know? Yeah, I just I just love her. And I think so, yeah. she's also upped it up. I think like that pain, because obviously Mac Miller. Yeah. You know that I hear some of the influence in the stuff. Okay. Because Mac Miller was just so ahead of his time, dude. Like yeah. from musically, just from everything in his music is just I'm so glad he gave us a lot to listen to. You know what I mean? In the time and yeah. Like I, I actually put out a post a few weeks ago. Where I said like it's so sad because someone like Amy Winehouse is so phenomenal, mm. but we only have about two or three albums and a few tracks here and there. You know, but Mac Miller gave us so much, and there's just yeah. so much a process. And his music is so. He really was a hit because when you listen to his new stuff, especially, um, there's a story, man. There's such a big story mm. that he was going mm-hmm. through for years before we're in this place now it's kind of like yes. his his music was for the times for this mm. 2020 in particular i think yeah. he's so brilliant man i think mac miller is and some, and a lot of that has rubbed off i i would like to think that some of it rubbed off on ariana grande because her music she's elevated her music so much but also i don't want to say that in the sense that she couldn't do it yeah. herself i just feel like that pain that you bring to the table it's it's almost like it's gonna happen it's inevitable that you will be influenced by someone that plays such a big part of your life you know? in your life yeah like yeah what happens in your life is going to influence your music like you can't really run away from it like if that's how you express yourself it's it's going to manifest in, in in some lyric or some line or something you know exactly. even if it evolves into something else like you know oh yeah creativity is like a whole other study like where does it come from what does it mean why is it here like that's mm. a whole other discussion on like creativity and like yeah you know channeling the pain and i just wish that more young people would take to music to to deal with feelings than they would to like tiktok god you know yeah um, so yeah. I try with all my students. I encourage songwriting from day one. I'm like, ah, you know, four chords, you can write a song. This is how you do it. Dude, you can play you know? hundreds and thousands of songs right. just on, so every, on G, E, D, and C. Or A minor. Every single one There's of my students chords. gets so irritated because I'm like, do you write a song yet? No. I'm like, why? Don't, don't you have any feelings? No. <laughs> You're dead inside. <laughs> I'm like, come on, come on. Didn't you have a fun day at school? Don't, don't you have a horrible teacher? Like, write a song. Come on, come on. You know, so, like, I'm always just getting them to write. And it's and some of them have used it. So I've got this one kid that's like, mm. yeah, he's, he's, he's writing some songs, and the songs are good, and he made a music video during lockdown, and he started a band, and it's so flipping cool. What? No ways. That yeah, is amazing. it's so awesome. Yeah, it's cool. I think the pressure of trying to write a song is what deters people from writing. I think... It's what so really hard. helps is to encourage the process of writing on a daily basis. So people that sit down, sh- they either wake up but early. But it shouldn't be for instant gratification. This is the thing. Nobody wants to do it because it's not going to, no one's going to be like a uh, thumbs get- up to the song, you know, because like, then it needs to be recorded and produced and this and this. You need to use it to express your feelings. You don't learn to play guitar to become a famous guitar player. You learn to play guitar because it's fun. 
Exactly. You know, so if many you people do don't it, want to pursue this because there's no, yeah, there's no instant gratification. And like yeah. a lot of the kids are like, they don't want to, they don't want to do it because like, why? No one's going to see it or hear it or tell them it's great. Like you have to sit by yourself in your room and practice it all. Exactly. Great. And who cares if no one's going to see it? It's for you. It's not for everyone else. But that comes back to why you do the things you do. Like why are you playing guitar? Is it to because you want to express yourself? Is it because it's going to bring peace and a different states into your life? Is it going to give you something to break away from the world? Or are you trying to do it because you're trying to write the next big viral song on TikTok? Yeah, if, so like pretty much I'm, latter, trying to write then... the next, I'm trying to write the next big viral song on TikTok, but I believe I've done my time. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's, it's a different story because like you say, you've done it. You for you music is an experiment now it's not necessarily like yes, you're trying to it's a study. you're experimenting yeah. you're studying it you're trying to figure out what makes people tick <laughs> yeah um sorry tiktok i couldn't so i am I on tiktok stop. like i am i do have an account and i, had an I do account. get roped yeah and i do get roped in and i watch the content and i, I do put out content um i don't follow any of the tiktok trends so i'll post mm. a i've been doing a lot of art so i'll post a video of the the art that i've been doing uh, some drawings yes, that I've been you doing. draw as well. And Jesus, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, I have a lot of feelings. Um, you know, <laughs> I have a lot and, of feelings. And I, so post, feelings. And, I, <laughs> and I post like some weird little guitar videos of the weird Spanish shit I play. You know, so I'm, I'm just using it, the platform like that. Um, you know, rather you know than how other people. Which is you which is see great. What it's about because that's content. Um, you're getting content out there. Content. Some that's yeah. you're creating content. You're not just doing something because you want to now be part of this dance that's happening and it's no, because you're I, trying I'm to go dance and <laughs> two yeah. left feet dancing it's, is not my strong point it's fine you've got a lot of other things that are your strong points so it's okay yeah no my, my mother was a ballerina that was her profession so she oh. she she can do the dancing so know? does david know how to dance is your brother the dancer but, you know i don't think he's ever tried because he's too he's just playing his computer games and recording his music and, and filming filming the beautiful things that he films so <laughs> he's lying he's doing it in his room that's why he likes being at home during lockdown he's i bet you i bet you he's got a secret tiktok account i bet you my brother's doing tiktok i'm pretty dance. sure can you imagine very he's he's also such a talented man I, I worked with him for a few for a little while when i was at yeah, agency yeah, he, yeah yes yeah he's he's doing super well um you know he had the studio did so well like it was just literally a home recording studio and he, mm, expand, mm. he expanded and, and and you know we had like top billing even filmed there once oh, wow. it's beautiful it's really really beautiful setup and he did well um also been doing it a long time since he was like a young mm -hmm. kid um, and he had great success he, with yeah, money yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's yeah great bass player gigged played huge shows done tours you know done all of it and he wanted to change and now he's a very successful cinematographer yeah. um shooting and just loving that side of, of, of it and and also with his uh, audio background it's just a yeah. bonus it's like a one-stop shop you know you get you, you the film and the, and the audio all in one sure so, no sorry, very talented well. family well. yeah, yeah very creative family lots lots of feelings to or express just hard working just which is just which is both hard yeah. no it's yeah, true we just uh yeah, we just, talent is one thing but putting in the work is another i mean that's that's the difference between some people i mean a lot of people are not not everyone is talented but they can be hard working and take the talent they have and make it work and a lot Absolutely. of the time it's all about just using what you got people, yeah. yeah sometimes the it's super working. talented people are the ones that actually 
they're so used to just being able to create to do something without even thinking twice that it'd be mm. they get lazy about it because they kind of mm. expect it to work and the hardworking person comes along and they've been building something for 10 15 years and once they break through it's like yeah it's longevity and yeah i've seen it happen you know being at the label for like eight years like mm. i've seen it happen that like um super talented people just sometimes don't put in that little extra bit that it just takes you know yeah. um and then someone with maybe not so much like natural gifted talent but just an amazing work, work ethic, ethic you know and they do have that thing you know they, there's definitely something and they tend to just like uh, be a huge success which is amazing hard work always pays off always always, always. Yeah. if not now in 10 years, in 15 years. Later, in years. <laughs> just now. You know what I mean? Just Thinking now. long-term, yeah. yeah Absolutely. No, it's, it's incredible, Kelly. Uh, it's really be, it's been great. So you've got a, I know you've got a, you said you've got a webinar just now. Oh my goodness, yeah, I've got a webinar now from um, eight till 10. Have you ever in your life, like what has work become? I do these uh, late night webinars because the whole world attends now and really? every territory is expected to attend. So we, we are connected on a really a huge global level now, more than we've ever been before. And they expect us to attend these, these insane global webinars with literally every territory in the world. Wow. That's, but so, that's great. You're getting to connect amazing, more than ever with people that work for the same company across the world that mm, you never have interacted with before this. You know? ever. I mean, it's like, if you're in SA, you don't think that you're going to be working with the guys in Europe because everyone kind of, this is my territory, I'm going to stick to it type of thing. Yeah, and we, we'd work with the guys like in India and Russia and Israel, mm. and it's just so amazing. It's like really, really cool people I like, would have never connected with. Russia. But yeah, it's, it's, yeah, such, it's such a it's fascinating such an, country. I love that. And their music, their music industry is so interesting as well. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's really different and... Um, yeah, it's it's just very interesting connecting. I think that's what's been nice as well. Like uh, in lockdown, experimenting, listening to different artists from around the world. I mean, like things like Money Heist really opened up yes. people's mind to foreign film, foreign music. I mean, Charbella became mentioned... a flipping massive, massive. Funny hit. that you mentioned Money Heist because all of the music that I license for my job is in Money Heist. Wow. All my production music. That's no universal catalogue, yeah. My girl. Yeah, so I didn't do the deal. association. It's it's from my catalogue. <laughs> yeah, so wow, cool. that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, a great, superb series, incredible soundtrack. Yeah, it was cool. Um, yeah, the, 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 yeah, the music was great. They did a so great job. A lot. A lot of foreign stuff. I've been listening to a lot of Icelandic stuff because I watched... Oh, uh, interesting. Zach Efron's Down to Earth with Zach Efron. And one of I the watched a bit of that. Iceland. Well, yeah, so they did Iceland, and I was just suddenly became obsessed. I've always been obsessed with the Nordics, but I just became more obsessed yeah. with Iceland and listening to a lot of stuff. I didn't even realize Sigurás, you know, if I'm saying that right, I can't remember the last time I said that name. Uh, Sigurás, <laughs> if they're they're Icelandic, like Kaleo, yes. you know, Kaleo, the dude. Oh, no. where down we go? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah they he's from Icelandic, Ice? man. That band's Icelandic. So they yeah. they film that. Then they film that music video in a volcano, like an active volcano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, that, that music video was very cool. I think I'm hoping they get lost. Oh, such a great band. So, yeah, I think it's it's been a, it's been an interesting time, and it's nice to see that you're doing well. And I and really appreciate too, like, catching up with you, man. Like, yeah, it's been nice. Hey, shit, dude. I'm very excited it's about lovely. your move. I am. 
um, I'm ner- there's nerves. Mm. I've lived in the same sort of like um, <clears throat> area my whole life. Yeah. Very family orientated. So always been very close to my family. We live very close to each other. So it's just mm. easy. Um, yeah, and no, it's just I'm just really far away from them. Um, but so it'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, you'll <laughs> yeah. be fine. Yeah, yeah. everyone's going to be fine. It's yeah, another my place for the My granny's 98, so I just wanted to stick around for as long as I could, just to, you know, because we see her really often. We see her, like, at least yeah. once a week. Oh, and, um, okay. It's just, it's, it's nice to just have a connection to, like, you know, my 98-year-old Jewish granny. She's just an amazing woman who just still walks, talks, and fills in her eyebrows, like the she's queen not. she is. You wow. know, she's amazing. Sure, yeah, she lived and... through two pandemics, is it? Yeah, she's... Uh, yeah. yeah. She born? Yeah, yeah, so she's... Uh, 1922. So 1910, she was born in 19... What is it, like... 1922, 1970, she was born. Oh, 1922, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, wow. I think so. I'm not sure. Yeah, crazy, hey? Jeez, she's lived through Spanish... Oh, wow. What a time, yeah, so what a she's, life. She's, uh, and she's incredible, and it's just... It's been amazing to, like, grow up with, you know, like, such a nice, like, family. But now it's time to say peace and bounce. I'm out. Hate city, bye. <laughs> <Drops> <laughs> going to slop start. Going to slop start. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not allowed to say I'm going to Cape Town because um, Somerset West is not Cape Town. Apparently. Oh, right. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually a thing. You're not it's allowed like to say when... that they get very offended. It's yeah, the century yeah. Pretoria thing. Yeah, it's the Durban, Peter Maritzburg, Durban, Newcastle. It's like people assume when you're going to KZN, it's like everywhere's Durban and KZN. It's like, I'm going yeah, to no, Durban. No. Which part? No. You know, like Peter Maritzburg. Like, no, that's not yeah. Durban. So no, I get that's it. That's not it's Durban. Like... Yeah. So it's going yeah, to be Somerset West, big, big, big change from, you know, bougie Santon and Rosebank. But... Of course. And Norwood. Oh, you're, just, you're just bougie everywhere you go, right? I just like to be around the Jewish communities. I find the Jewish communities wonderful to, to be around. This is something that I definitely want to talk about one day as well. I, I'm, it's a very fascinating community. There's so much. I think the history of it all is just incredible. Mm. And I think there's and, just so much to learn. And it's so interesting because as a female guitar teacher, I found a niche here in Joburg because a lot of the very, very religious Jewish girls want to learn an instrument, but they are only allowed to learn an instrument from the female. So I had a little, little, yeah, I had a niche and I was teaching very, very religious, young, teenage Jewish girls. It was the Mm. majority of my clientele before the pandemic um, was the really religious very that is interesting Jewish woman yeah very so, yeah, interesting it was, it was amazing like I just I, had, I got one and then everybody followed and such loyal students like wow and so talented like work so hard and yeah really amazing community and I learned a lot and I got invited by one of my very special students her father is a rabbi a very very religious rabbi and I got invited mm. to um, a very religious Jewish dinner like in my honor which was just amazing wow but i mean i'm jewish and i was raised yeah. kind of jewish but never on that level and it was a, it was a, an amazing experience um i don't believe in much but that was it was really special it's an experience that everyone should go through i attended passover was it passover yeah. once yeah, passover uh, is, yeah passover a friend a friend i can't remember if it was passover because i don't know if i would be able to go to a passover from that jewish it's a sad one yeah, but I, I did yeah. go to, I studied with um, a girl, a Jewish friend, 
and she invited us over for dinner one night and it was the most mm. incredible in Norwood as well. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it was very cool. It was it was such such an amazing experience. And it's just like, yeah. We're, That's cool, eh? There's so much, man, we can talk about. And uh, we have to do yeah. this again. We really have to. Oh, we will. We need to catch up. So thank you so, so much. I really appreciate like just even you thinking of me, like, I don't know, you just kind of feel forgotten when you're just at home on Zoom all day. <laughs> so <laughs> No, and no. It's, it's nice because I, you know, I get to talk about you and then I'm reminded, like, you know, I'm actually not such a loser and I am actually doing stuff and I don't have to feel so bad about myself tomorrow because, you know, you, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's a way to reflect. And one of the yeah, other people I had so actually said that they were like, when they were speaking about everything they've done, it reminded them of their own journey, which I think is quite. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I haven't, I haven't uh, spoken about this stuff in a really long time. So just like, thanks for the opportunity. And it's just, I'm so glad to see you and you're doing well Perfect. and take good care of that wifey and just I will. I'll definitely do man. that. My but blessing. Yeah, That's up. my biggest blessing. I'm I'm so happy for you. It's amazing. I've calmed down after all those other years of things. But, yeah. but you were always you were always you've always been a gentleman. You've always come off as a complete gentleman and you know That's good to know. That's good yeah, that I gave off yeah. that vibe. No, definitely, you. absolutely. You're definitely not a creeper. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. No, I would be very self-aware of being a creeper. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Kelly, sure, all the best. Take good care of yourself. Eh? I just, will do. Just be, be safe out there. Wear your mask. Sanitize. <laughs> absolutely. Take care. Enjoy. Thanks a lot. You too. Bye. Bye.